Live from the Tech Talk Studios hey. in the nation's capital and the heartland of America. It's Tech Talk. Well, it's Tech Talk. It's it's that time again. It's Friday, Jay. It is, Brad. And we are at a special place. Oh, man. We are in a really special place. We are in the Emperor's Suite with Dr. Todd Kersey. Woohoo! Dr. Joel's in the house. <laughs> and we are in Alaska. We're in Anchorage, Alaska right now. And we're hanging out with our boys, and it's going to be a good time. We did. We just finished up a day of, of speaking, and a uh, great session, I thought. Uh, the providers here, clinicians, were outstanding in both classes. Yeah, I mean, everybody's super engaged, and and I think they're like eager to learn, and eager to grow, and eager to make their practices better and create exponential impact for their patients and their communities. And it was just, it was awesome. It was, it was awesome. awesome. Well, tell you what, why don't you introduce our individual guests today, and let's open it up and find out who they are and start start this conversation, man. Yeah, well, the last time I was in Alaska, I met this dude sitting across from me, Dr. Todd Kersey, a uh, close friend with John LaMonica, and me and John were tooling around together, and we hung out, and I got to see Todd's beautiful practice in Anchorage, and it was just awesome. And I got Dr. Joel Atkins over here sitting in the other seat, and Joel and I have known each other for several years now, doing some advocacy work, dealing with, you know, insurance issues and helping our states move forward, you know, as it relates to reimbursement, all that fun stuff, which we all know about. And uh, it's just great to be here, guys. Like, it's just so fun. I think I met you first time like 10 years ago, right? At the first uh, Coxa meeting. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, you're we, right. We, it, yeah, was. We, it was. That's right. Ago, yeah. That's right. That's right. Well, I'm old as fuck. So like, yeah, I forgot. You. I have a hard time remember. I met you there too. So. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Well, it's great to be here with these leaders in this amazing state. And uh, thank you guys for joining us, man. Yeah. So, guys, you know, this is my third trip up here, and uh, I came a little bit early, 10 days ahead, my wife and I, and we explored all over your state. You got a beautiful state. You know, for a landlocked guy in Oklahoma <laughs> to walk on top of a glacier. That's uh, pretty pretty badass, huh? It yeah. is pretty badass. And just, you know, we, we uh, ATV'd for about three and a half hours up the Connick River, and you come over this bluff, and all of a sudden there's this huge five-mile-wide glacier and it's just hard to explain to people back home what a glacier is yeah they nobody really understands what's what uh what happens up here oh he lives in an igloo and and, <laughs> and uh there's polar bears walking around but it's it's uh there's definitely sites and you you're you're doing things that we don't do as as residents here like yeah. i i don't go to a glacier who has time for that you know yeah. we have to do other things but yeah only with, so funny, only like, I don't go to the, I don't go to the memorials in DC, right? Like I don't right. visit any of right. the memorials or visit like you know the museums, like because I'm in DC, it's my hood. Yeah. 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 What are you saying, Joel? The only time we ever go are when guests come, and right. that yeah. forces us to go. Thank yeah. goodness. And I, I ride ATVs all the time, but uh, uh, other than that, he's a big hunter, so he goes yeah. out and he takes time away yeah. from his private. We can't have meetings because of hunting and yeah. all this other stuff. <laughs> Moose hunting season yeah. just finished up. And yeah. You got any good meat that we can have? You know, some venison or well, some he's buffalo some good meat and shit? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give me some good meat, John. You probably want some meat, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, we do. Well, uh, Jay and I put together a, a trip, a boat trip uh, yesterday, wasn't it? On uh, two, days Prince, Prince, two days ago in Prince William Sound. And uh, uh, the, the folks that speak with us, we, we're together with around the United States. We all get together and, 
and had a blast. We did. It was so much fun. It was just one of those glacier tours. Your uh, your amazing Sherry Ryan told us about it, and we got a group of people. It was you know me and and Brad and Baron Hoig and um, and Cindy Howard and her boyfriend Keith. And I think that might have been the whole group, right? Was that the whole group? Lisa, oh, Lisa, oh, no, Lisa Love Smith and Lisa her husband, Love David. Smith right, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry, Lisa. Husband. Don't get pissed off at me. Did you do the 26 to 26 to 26 Glacier Cruise? Is that what you did? No, we no, did no, the no, three-hour no, tour, whatever, three-and-a-half-hour tour, the, whatever uh, it was. The Lazy like, Otter. Lazy, Lazy Otter, Otter yeah. yeah. But, man, it was so cool. And the captain was great. Yes, yeah, she was. You know, she, she you know, got us to these really cool places. And at one point, there was this huge waterfall, right? And we're all out, out front on the bow of the boat, and we're getting closer, closer, and closer, and all of a sudden, we're getting slammed by this waterfall. Yeah, yeah. It was great. I was inside going, get them a little closer. Get them a little closer. <laughs> oh, so it was your fault. It was my fault. But that that yeah. picture of you on the boat looks fake. It looks like... Is that the one where he bared his butt? <laughs> I didn't see that one. I was not yeah. on the boat yeah, when yeah. I did that. Okay. Yeah, when you're sitting there and and the water falls behind you, it's just it's just insane. It looks like it's a you're like a on a green screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's crazy. I mean, yeah, she actually took the bow of the boat and went right. It was a pretty good sized waterfall. It was a big coming waterfall. down a long ways away from the wall, and so she was able to take the boat right up and dip the front of the boat where they were all hanging out. We were getting wet into the waterfall. I, I've never done that. No, no, no I tried. It was to, cool. I tried to stay away from the waterfalls, but. <laughs> But we were out there. We're out there a lot, and it's pretty impressive, majestic. I mean, just the uh, mountains going straight from the water up yeah. six, seven thousand feet. It's nuts. I think what I tell people when they ask me about how, like, how is Alaska? I'm like, it's just so vast. Like, the it's just big. Everything's fucking big. Yeah. Like these mountains are huge, and the waters are huge, and the glaciers are huge. I, I'm, I haven't seen a bear yet, but I'd like to see a big bear. Yeah, was, people send fishing pictures and I'm like a yeah, cute fish, you know, cause our fish are, <laughs> it's not a couple hundred pounds. You don't, you don't really mention it. Right. That's hilarious. Yeah. We went up uh, to the Blackstone Glacier, I, I believe is the, is the big one we went to. And you know, the captain says they can only get a quarter of a mile. That's as close as they get, but literally it looks like it's a couple hundred feet. It's so big. I, and it's just the shades of blue are just oh, phenomenal. Incredible. And, uh, you know, we're going to, I think I'm going to bring my sons back and he's a, uh, he's a big ATVer and, uh, he would, uh, and there was enough water that, you know, we had mud up to our waist and it was great ATVing. I mean, just, it was a lot of fun. You got, you got to do some summertime up here. Yeah. yeah. Definitely want to come back. This is the only time of the year up yeah. is in the fall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I told Baron, I was like, we got to come back in the summertime. Yeah. So guys, listen, let, great Alaska. We had a lot of fun, but let's get into the conversation. Todd. How do you see the Alaskan Chiropractic Society today as it was 10 years ago? All right. So 10 years ago, we got in here and, and for the last, well, 50 years of, of the Chiropractic Society, it's, it's, been, it's, it's been growing, 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 and we've done a nice job. But now we've had a board for 10 years. And when we got on 10 years ago, it was when a president came in for a couple of years, we did a little bit and nothing really got done but we have some momentum going right now that is just incredible so we've passed a lot of legislation we've we've done different things with the education we've brought different speakers up it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger we used to be in girdwood uh what even 10 years ago but yeah. um, it's just gotten so big now that we we have to hold it downtown and and accommodate more people so as we go forward our goal because our membership 
percentage wise is so high for Alaska chiropractors versus members, you know, we're a couple hundred members and only 300 licensed chiropractors. We're way up there as far as our percentage goes. Yeah. So we're trying to be the chiropractic society that, that is the example for all other states. So we want to be the best chiropractic society in America and we want others to follow our lead. And we're trying to do that as a team. And I think that's where it's come to. And now we're, we're really pushing for that. So can, can you speak a bit more about just the length of service and how that's translated into impact? Because so many states do exactly what you said. You're on for a couple of years, then you're off. And there's, you know, there's just not that continuity where you can move a lot of big issues forward. So speak to that a little bit. Todd. So we have uh, two years is the usual. And then, and then that person usually gets, well, chiropractor of the year, you did such a great job for the last two years. You did nothing. You know, <laughs> um, I actually got chiropractor of the year this, uh, for the first time in 10 years. It was, it was pretty amazing. So it was, it was nice. a really good feeling, but, uh, we, we built up this momentum because, uh, when you come in for two years, it's, it's usually the CEO, the COO doing all the work and we're just, Oh yeah, we'll agree with that. And we'll do Robert's rules and we'll, we'll, we'll play by the rules and we'll, and we'll, do what we have to do to get through a meeting and schedule different events and go to the cox of meetings and do all those things. But now that we got the momentum going, it is just insane how much we're working together. And we all practice a little bit different. You know, he's doing ART, I'm adjustment only. Right. And we have somebody else over here doing every therapy and, and, and massage and outdoor yeah. orthogonal. We have yeah. all different mixes. And yet we all get along so well. Of course. And I'll, I'll be like, no, we're going to save chiropractic and this is going to be it. And Dr. Joel will say, well, you know. And I'll say, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Versus, well, most, I would say it's mostly because we all, it's mostly because we all care about patients. I mean, yeah. I think that's the bond that holds all of us together. And I think that's why, um, I think that's why over the last 10 years where ACS has gone and, and where we are now was our bond to care about patients and care about what's happening with our members. And that we know that if our members are caring for patients, we're doing better overall. And yeah. so I think that's where the biggest portion of that is. And hundred percent, but I want you to finish your thought because you were like, you know, you're like, Oh, okay, you're right. Like I, I, I am changing my opinion. I'm agreeing with you. And what's, and what does that mean? I see where the perspective is because it's not, it's not my agenda. Right. And we had, we had a couple of chiropractors 10 years ago, leave the chiropractic society because I'll, I'll never get anything accomplished with Kersey at the head and with, you know, with our agenda. It's not about our agenda. It's not my personal agenda. It's not Dr. Atkins personal agenda. It is for the Alaska chiropractors to serve our patients in a patient centered way. And if we keep that focus, then we can move forward. Then we can be the real leaders instead of having an agenda. You know, I, I like to keep chiropractic chiropractic, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to fight for your massage or I'm not going to fight for your, uh, for your therapies or anything else. Or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's great. That, that's, that's what great leaders do, right? Like they aggregate a wide variety of different people and different opinions. It's a diversity of thought, which is really important. And you find ways to move the needle together. And like, that's just a beautiful thing. Yeah. Love and, it. and move the needle further, I think, than just anywhere else. Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Well, dude, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. You're listening to Tech Talk. Starting your weekend out right with the data jocks of talk. It's TikTok. So we all feel it. Rent or dining out, gasoline or movies. As a matter of fact, the dollar is not going as far for a whole host of reasons. And it's impacting everybody regardless of your financial situation. Did you know that 38% of the overall population is having to reconsider how they're spending their money just to afford the healthcare they need? And if you break it down further, 
26% have actually delayed the healthcare that they need, including going to see you, the chiropractor. So here's what we need to know about the breakdown in demographics. You would think that someone who's making $120,000 or more would be continuing their care right now, but the actual number is 18%. 18% of that group is actually putting off healthcare, and that's a group of people making six figures. When you take that same information all the way down to a group making 40,000, that number's much higher. It's closer to 40%. So it's never been more important than now to make sure you've made it easy for your patients to come see you, that you have choices for them, and you understand what they're going through at home. We wanna make sure your practice thrives during this time, and we encourage you to learn about what Cairo Health USA can do for you and your practice and making it easy for patients to see you and continue care. Stop. Follow. 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 Hit that follow button and spread the love with Tech Talk. Hey, everybody. This is Dr. Jay Greenstein. This is Jay Greenstein. With me today is Dr. Jay Greenstein. And Dr. Jay Greenstein. The world around us and healthcare specifically is changing at an exponential pace. Chiropractic is perfectly positioned like we have never been right now today to be more successful and to be more impactful for the communities and patients that we serve. There are all sorts of evidence-based guidelines that, that support the use of non-pharmacological approaches. But what I want America to know is that health doesn't come from a pill. It's our responsibility as healthcare providers to educate the community about the evidence that exists. We really need to have a private practice app, something that will help us engage with our patients in ways that they've never experienced before. The intersection of technology and quality care is where the future of healthcare is at, and I'm really excited to bring that forward in the future. And the data doc of talk is Tech Talk. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Tech Talk. I'm Brad Cost, my co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein, live from Anchorage, Alaska. We're having a great time. We are. Hey, guys, I, you know, I know, hey, it's, it's, uh, it's a whole day getting here, you know, and, and an all-night affair to get home. Do you feel disjointed a little bit from the lower 48? And if you do, how does that affect the association and how it grows. I mean, there's got to be some some connections that you probably wished you had. It's pretty hard just to jump down and come and see us in Oklahoma or Washington, D.C. Yeah, it really is. And uh, we were thinking about the proximity of things, and we can't just go down the street. We can't just say, okay, I'll leave at 7 o'clock in the morning. I'll be there by 10 o'clock meeting. It's, it's a schedule. And we usually fly during the night, and I fly every other Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, go down to Arizona to see my kids. And I have to fly at night because I don't want to miss that patient opportunity on Wednesday. So I, I, I do that and I get down there and I start seeing patients on Thursday morning and I get back on Sunday as late as I possibly can. So, but if I was able to do that in a, in a place where I could do that a little easier, that'd be fantastic. You know, meeting with, meeting with Jay or meeting with you, it would be harder for me to do that. And proximity is key. And, and a phone call. Yeah. Jay, I'll give you a call after I'm done work today. He's sleeping. He's, he's already <laughs> totally. sleeping. I mean, so you, you can't do that. So it, it is, it is tough and it is expensive. I, I agree, but the the cool part about it is the technology is kind of coming around and uh, allowed us to do some different things. Jay and I have been doing video conferencing, and I see Jay walking through his house. I, I'm not sure he's dressed, but uh, <laughs> walking through his house, and we we have that we have a little bit of that. And one of the things about Alaskans is 
we live here for a reason. We, we, we want to be here. It's been, it's been much tougher to have that uh, ability to go down and, and go to college or go to a speaker or go to a, uh, a seminar, whatever it may be. And that's made it really tough on us as an ACS yeah. um, to, to do some of this. Do you guys get independent? Uh, conferences and seminars coming up to Alaska, or is pretty much everything done through the association? There's a couple of them. We did. I th- did you already have your CCSP? We, we did it together. Yeah. So th- we had the first uh, as the chiropractic society. We were actually able to bring up a postgraduate program for the nice. first time in Alaska. We had a, a chiropractic uh, certified chiropractic sports physician. So I did it. Joel did it. Uh, we all, about 25 of us, we were like, "This is a great thing." So that's we awesome. actually did a CCSP, which is not my normal, but that's turned out to be great, and and it's great education. Yeah. But normally, no, and we missed one of the things we had to go to Portland and and go to a to a seminar we had to miss a lot of time off work because it wasn't just a weekend you know we had it we have to do those things and so. we didn't have one drink while we were there. <laughs> not, not, <laughs> not one, one drink. as we're sitting here not drinking <laughs> doing this podcast <laughs> not one so and you were, you're from here I, I grew up in North Pole and yeah I've lived my whole life here yes. Santa North Claus Pole? is your father yep North is, Pole. like the there's a place called North Pole Alaska? North Pole Santa Claus house how, how, yeah. yeah so how far away is that from here it is just south of Fairbanks about 13 miles oh, so that's far north yeah it's pretty far Five six hours right? six hours yeah. yeah so like what is the like what is the best place in Alaska like we're like if if we have our listeners never been to Alaska and they're like let's say they just want to come to Alaska they want to visit like what is the best place that they could go to I think you need to start in Anchorage. I think you need to hub in Anchorage and then go from there. That's just my opinion. Girdwood's cool in the summer and Seward's cool. But I mean, there's just uh, tourist towns, but I, I think Anchorage is where to start. I agree. It's easier to get into Anchorage and move out of Anchorage. Savak Kodabashian, the speaker that was here for Intellarol, he, he came here. We took him and his wife out just right here around the corner, right over there. If you look right over there. Uh-huh. And I took him in the truck right when he got here. We went down there. Um, we happened to see a cow moose. And oh. then next thing you knew, we saw a cow and a calf moose right outside the window there, taking pictures of it right by the airport, just 20 feet away. Oh, wow. And then we drove a little bit further and we saw a bull moose all in about 30 minutes. So pretty cool. You can come right here and do that. And then from here, base out and go to Girdwood, to Wasilla, to Fairbanks, to Valdez from why, there. Why would you go to Wasifilis? <laughs> <laughs> I saw a bear the other day. Did you? Yeah, right in my backyard. Big bear and a, and a cub. And then uh, I was coming off from work the other day, and she, I had to stop because she was right there, like a, like 50 feet from my house. Holy cow. And I'm in downtown Anchorage. That's where you know, my house yeah, is right there. Yeah, you showed me your yeah. house. Yeah, yeah, I, I have been dying to see a moose. I've been dying to see a bear, and I've been dying to see a whale. I haven't seen any of them. So I, I like took pictures of that stuffed bear outside of the antique shop because that's the only bear I fucking saw so far. I'm but, telling you, all you got to do is drive right there and we'll see moose. Yeah. Was right, it LaMonica cool. that saw the moose? I yes, took somebody that to, yeah, yeah. So we, yeah. we dropped you off and then yeah. we went back to the airport and then that's we saw the moose. Yeah, we yeah. saw a ton of moose. Yeah, he was giving me tons of shit. He's like, look, moose bear, moose bear. I saw a moose bear. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's, it's definitely a beautiful place. And when I was here four years ago, the same week, the foliage was hanging on a little bit longer. And it was just, we were here for 10 days then, and everywhere we went was just beautiful. Weather was great. We didn't have the rain. This time we've had rain, misty stuff every, every day. But we still got out and done it and had, had, had a blast doing it. You I, know? I think this is 10 or 11 weeks of rain straight. This is the longest period of rain that I've seen in, in 27 years up here. This has been crazy. Is it good, though? Like, like, have you guys been in a drought like in other areas of the States? No. no. Look at that water out there. No, we go <laughs> <laughs> We, we also have a big snowpack, so um, I think last year there was a, uh, what they call it, a 
rain anatom or a atmospheric rain event or a river atmospheric river event where um down by valdez 27 feet of snow fell or something crazy wow. in three days or That's something awesome. like that but uh pretty impressive lots of snowpack yeah water's usually not too big i see in the weather you're going to get snow next week a little bit uh please don't say that i yeah. hope so yeah really you don't like the snow crazy oh it's coming i'm, it's I'm good. done yeah you know, i mean it's, on, it's nice but I, I came up here for three years and i tried to quit after three weeks after three months after after three years and, and i found and i stayed so i've been here uh 27 and a half years and i just i'm from jersey i know I mean, you're it's a jersey like, guy how'd you get over to witness, witness protection program <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's hilarious. Okay, let's get back to the Chiropractic Association. You know, I know we like to drift off into the side of that, but what do you what do you think is going to impact you as a society in the next ten years? What wow, what is your vision? I know you want to be the best, but what is it that you're going to do to get you to that best scenario? Yeah, your your specialty. We're going to do the technology. We're going to hit technology harder than ever. And when the my first iPhone came out, I thought I'd like to make an app. Well. Dr. J, you're, you did it, right? I mean, ideas are great, but now that we have we have correspondence with you guys, we are actually able to do what we need to do to get out of our own way to actually make some things really happen. I mean, I get 100 emails a day, and they all look like great ideas, but you know, working with you guys, working with the, the people that are coming up here, the vendors that are supporting the Chiropractic Society, thank you to all the vendors, because that's what makes it happen. And if we can get in touch with those people and move things forward, again, that needle getting further and further and further, then we're just going to be in touch, you know? And and I think that's what's really going to be our big, big push. Not in 10 years. We're going to do that 10-year push in two years. Love it. I love it, bro. It's a, it's a great strategy. And being able to leverage the assets that already exist, I mean, there's, there's, some good, there's some good data, a really great book called Exponential Organizations by Salim Ismail. I might have talked to you about that. But, you know, like when you can leverage the assets that have already been created and use that to scale exponential impact and exponential growth. It just makes everything better. And I, I love how you're thinking about this because you guys do have an amazing chiropractic society. It's truly awesome. It was so fun to be in that room today and speaking and listening to the comments that we heard um, you know, from the audience and seeing the level of engagement, like their eyes were wide open and they were, they, were, they were on it, man. They were paying attention. And you could just tell they were just a passionate group of chiropractors wanting to change the world. Yeah, and you're lucky because you guys are so good. They actually listen. Usually, we'll have a well. Actually, when when you get everybody in the room, it was it was tough in years previously. We didn't want speakers. We didn't have food around because they just all talk and and it's like give give some respect. So I think they're learning maybe over the last couple of years with the pandemic that it is you know we we listen to a Zoom. We put ourselves on mute. We 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 actually give some attention to the speakers. And I think that's one thing that might have come out of this whole thing where they actually a little bit more respectful. I also think that this year is probably the most amazing yeah. seminar we've had. Speaker lineup is incredible. Speaker lineup is incredible. Yeah. I've had people out of state been here, and that's one of the things we want to focus on is it is a beautiful state. A lot of people want to come to Alaska. Yeah. That's one of the things we want to improve on and bring people here and learn from other people. Instead of us going there, bring them here. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we, we have that ability to bring people here. We want to capitalize and, and have people come see our state and like you. I mean, they just, they love it. And we, we love having them. And so, um, stop banging your elbow. Huh? <laughs> Jesus. Jeez. Oh man. Hey, uh, so, uh, another thing people say, I was just in Iowa last Hold week. Hold on a sec, man. I feel like I'm in the internship and they're looking in a little well, you mirror. Are sort of. like, well, could, yeah. you're, you're, what would you do if you were in the guarding the mic? <laughs> Come on, come on in. Come closer to the finish. mic. Did you want to finish? No, I'm good. That does, <laughs> I, don't want to, I don't want to be any closer than I have to. 
<laughs> I'll turn it. I'll turn it for you. So, but but that that same point is we have uh, people. I was in uh, Palmer in, in, in Iowa, and they're like, "Oh, you're gonna go to Florida? You're gonna go to Michigan to that to that big conference? Why would I do that? I have Alaska." And you know, when we met here, when you came up here a couple four years ago, and I was in your class, and it was like a dozen people, and I and I kept I was calling people from above saying, "Get down here," and that's when I went back and I said, "Listen, my you know, I, I always wanted bigger general sessions. That's my idea is to have all general sessions with incredible people like you guys, and making that happen this year, that's incredible. So everybody needs to hear what you're saying, not not just a dozen people out of two hundred. Yeah. everybody. You know, Jay and I've been giving that same talk for about a year now. And you remember the first time we did it in FCA, and it was a pretty good-sized class. It was probably a couple hundred, two, three hundred people in there. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to poke the bear. <laughs> That's great. And I brought up the subject matter of sexual orientation. I did that today. And, and if we can get them to engage, and I can get the op- opposing party into that, usually we have great conversations. And I, and we do, I do that intentionally just to talk about things are going to change in the future. And as we talk about technology and we try to align and look at, at organizing data in a way, because we got to do that to a certain level. Data is too big of a machine, too big of a set of numbers when you look at it, that there's got to be organization to it. That's what's going to be hard for providers. So I, I really try to poke that bear and say, what would you think if you had to report sexual orientation? Well, somebody was like, no way, I am doing that. And then, then I kept looking around, and the guy in front of me says, oh, I'm okay with that. And that was the trigger to, to get people to talking about it, even though it, it, in the end it may not happen, but I believe it's going to, but in the end it may not. But you, you got to get doctors to open up their minds to technology may lead to more uniformity and more. We talked in the afternoon class. You were in our afternoon class about some of that. And, yep. and, and it doesn't mean because we're uniform we can't be unique in, wh- in what you guys are trying to do. And you got to love Dr. Frogley's presentation today about, you know, we're in the miracle business. You know, I love that. that. That was great. We always, we always yell uh, another chiropractic miracle down the hall. Like somebody <laughs> says, but we actually do. I mean, I and, and our cards used to say, expect your next miracle on when we used to have the little dates uh-huh. because it is, it's miracles. And that's every day, miracles, miracles, miracles. And when you're, when you're, you're still unique, but you're uniform, that's like our board. You know, we're all unique, but we're uniform. Yeah. We've seen that a lot nationally with the, with the future of chiropractic strategic plan. We all have different ideas. We come from different backgrounds. We have different experiences and, and we're, and we have practice owners who have different styles of practice. But at the end of the day, even though there is debate and it's respectful debate, we end up coming to the best conclusion for our purpose, for our mission, for our values. And that's what it's about. Like we're all chiropractors. Like, you know, we, we love chiropractic. And there's enough room for all of our brains and even all of our egos. There, there really is. And I think you guys are proving that in Alaska, and we're seeing it at the national level with the plan. So it's just a really cool thing, because I think we're moving forward in a much better direction than when, whenever you know, I've been kind of in advocacy and policy work before. It's just different now. Guys, we got to take another quick break. Uh, great conversation going on here, audience. Uh, yeah, it's We'll fun. be right back. Don't go away come back and join us we'll finish up don't go anywhere we'll be right back welcome to infinity we have worked hard to create an electronic claims website that is simple and user-friendly this is the public side you can log into your personal web portal here 
This is your dashboard. You can personalize it to your liking here. Our main focus has been to allow you to submit and edit claims as easy as possible. You will find our claims editor and claims processing is simple to use and straightforward. Our quick action bar is where you can find your most important information. Most of these icons will take you directly to the claims the number represents. You can easily view if you have any messages in your inbox of any unread alerts by looking for these blue numbers. To view the rest of our training videos to get the most of your Infinity experience, click this icon. We hope you find this web portal simple and easy to use. Thanks for letting us serve you. Spreading the love. You're listening to the Tech Slot. It's Tech Talk. And now to a tragic news story. We just learned that a chiropractor recently called his EHR company for help after being forced into yet another platform transition. And the wait times were so egregious, the doctor died while on hold. Our sources tell us he was put on hold for over 176 hours. Apparently, the staff had left early to take advantage of all the extra fees they charge. Ever wonder where all those nickels and dimes go? Don't let this happen to you. PayDC offers its all-inclusive software for one low monthly fee, backed by a team that both respects and empowers chiropractors and their staff. Sign up for a free software demo below and see how Rebels do EHR. Down, down, down. Let's slow it down. With the hot data jocks of talk. Ooh. It's Tech Talk. <laughs> What's up? Hey, man. Hey, we're back. Anchorage, Alaska, man. We're here. It's beautiful. The top of the world. It's beautiful, but the best part is hanging out with my friends, our friends, these these dudes right here. Hell it's yeah. phenomenal. Heck yeah. Best part, best part. You know, guys, I've heard why I've been here the last few days. Um, you guys want to change. And I'm sure you have a mission statement, strategic plan. And I sort of hear that you're maybe wanting to revisit that, change that, and and really move forward into the future with a whole new strategic mentality. I think we started our strategic plan about, oh, what was it, 10 years ago, eight years ago. We kind of came together and uh, brought in this whole group to sit in a room almost like a constitutional process where we sat in a room for 14 hours a day for three days and, and really went through it and we've talked about revisiting that and we need to kind of see where we want to go we've met a lot of our goals we have some goals that we need to redefine mm -hmm. and we just want to move forward with it I think that's a, a big process and we're all excited about it because we've we, we've seen some of the progress we've seen what's happened at this last this uh, 50th anniversary seminar I mean, it's it's really, really cool, and it gets everybody excited, so we hope to be able to do that going forward. Do you, do you remember when we, we came up with the mission? I think it was a mission statement, and we all came up with it, and it was at the bottom, and I said, I said, I hate it. And I said, <laughs> well, I said, I think I, said, I think that's absolutely terrible. I said, can we change it? And she said, well, you, you're the president. You can do whatever you want. I said, erase it, because it was, it was yeah. it, we came up with all these thoughts, yeah. and we got down to it, and it was like, there it was. I'm like, absolutely not. It was absolutely horrible, so we had to rewrite it all. You, th you think I'm kidding. We were in the room for 14, 14 hours, yeah. I mean, I yeah. think it was three days for yeah. 14 hours at the Girdwood 
So what is the mission statement now? Oh, I don't even know. That's why we got to revisit it. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, yeah, it's probably time add to that revisit to the, it. Add that to the action list. Our mission statement was to make us the, the number one chiropractic organization in America. In America. I yeah. think that's what it was, yeah. Uh-huh. So, that's cool. So, uh, you know, when, when I look at, at um, different state associations, we have relationships with about 21 state associations. You know, those that have got active volunteerism going on and, and young guys getting involved in the program – seem to succeed do you do you have good volunteerism going on here we do we we had different subcommittees which are going up away because there's not enough involvement and we'll, we'll have a, a, a legislative meeting and two people show up and we just lost a, a great 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 dr moholland he fell off a ladder last august in arizona and, oh and uh i believe it was a subclavicular artery that that burst and he died oh. and he was an amazing. extremely amazing amazing, amazing guy so Human. we lost him so that that whole committee i don't even think we've met since then no i don't think so mm. so it's tragic yeah we don't i think we we're one of the things that we have on uh, our agenda is to bring in new blood bring in some of the younger guys and uh um so it's it's difficult here because proximity i mean alaska doesn't have roads to all these communities that these people live in so they have to fly a small plane from here to get to their community we only have really a north-south highway, maybe a little east-west, but it goes to Canada. So wow. um, pretty much Western Alaska is isolated, and we have to fly to Western Alaska. That's why technology is so important to us going to the future. Um, but trying to bring in that young blood and trying to figure out how to do that in cost-effective ways is really tough, too. But we do have some really good young chiropractors that are around that, you know, Todd's really old. I'm young. Oh, thank goodness. But Todd is really old. But I think we have some real good young chiropractors that are here, which is super exciting. We're seeing them downstairs. They're, uh, yeah. they're involved. Um, they're excited. So um, I think it looks good. Yeah, it yeah, looks really sure. good. That's awesome. Do you get some of the chiropractic colleges to – to offer to send interns? I mean, do you go out and recruit interns? How many interns have you had? Uh, I've had three. I think I have, uh, well, Dr. Daryl, and then, uh, and then uh, I, I had, uh, I don't know, I've had at least four or five. Like if I'm a young Cairo coming out of school, I, would, I wouldn't even know that these internships existed. They, we didn't have them, I don't think, when I was long time ago when Where'd I was you graduating. Go? New York? National. National. Yeah. New York wouldn't let me in, bro. No, they, they looked at my grades. And the woman looks up at me and she looks at my fucking grades and she looks up and she's like, I don't think you're chiropractic material. Wow. Yeah. My, my guidance counselor told me that like uh, in high school, he said, you know what? You're not going to be a chiropractor. Your SATs are horrible. You know, maybe you go get a job somewhere. Don't even think about going to community college. And I thought, you got to be kidding me. And then, uh, you gotta be kidding me. anybody can get into chiropractic school. Yeah, I, I kicked ass in college. And then after that, I mean, I was, I got one B my first trimester in chiropractic college. And I thought, oh, I missed it by 0. 0.5. He wouldn't, Dr. Mikal wouldn't give me my grade. <laughs> Bastard, but so, Bastard. Did you, so did you graduate with almost a 4.0? I didn't care after that. I was like, well, I can't get a 4.0, so screw it. <laughs> Time to go out and party, yeah. baby. Yeah. <laughs> what's, the old, what's the old joke? What do they call a doctor that got all C's? Doctor. Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> that is just too funny. Yeah, I mean, I, I, would, I would have jumped at the opportunity to come to Alaska and work as like a preceptor or an intern. I mean, that would have just been amazing. 
Yeah, it was my three-year plan. I was going back to Jersey. You know, that's, that's uh-huh. where we were going. I was already licensed in Pennsylvania. I was going back. So that story of his three-year plan is pretty normal in Alaska. I lived here my whole life, and you hear uh, people come up here for the military, which is really, really common, oil fields. And they come in for, we're going to be up here for a year, two, three years. And uh, they may leave for a year and go back down to go back down to Texas or wherever they're at you'll find most of them actually come back. It's kind of a, a, a weird deal that how that happens. And the ones that really hate it, they're gone in three, three days. Right. So they, they don't stick around, but. And then they call you a sourdough when you're, when you're up here for a while, you're, you're at, you're a, you're a, a, um, a, ch- a ch- um, what do you call it? Chichaco. A chichaco when you first get here <laughs> and then you're, you're a sourdough. And then they, they, the joke is you're sour on Alaska, but no dough to leave. <laughs> So what's Chichoco mean? Chichaco? Chichaco. No, honestly. I, I is it like, like gringo? Like, you know, the Mexicans? Yeah, it's, like, it's like a, a new, it's like a newcomer. Gringo, yeah. yeah. Newcomer. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Um, so I'm, I'm really curious with, um, with the weather here. Huh? I said by curious. No, I'm just I'm, kidding. I am, <laughs> I am curious. <laughs> it curs you, man. Um, weather. I'm curious about the weather. So how cold does it get here? You're, you're more of the, of the, of the nature boy. <laughs> Um, it, it depends on where you're at. You got to remember. If you're so, so uh, think of this: um, Alaska is five times the size of Texas. Mm. So, in fact, we actually have T-shirts that have Alaska, and then Texas middle and says, "Isn't Texas cute?" <laughs> so, so we, the temperatures vary. We're on the coastal region here; it's pretty mellow because of the coast, um, the ocean mellows it down. Uh-huh. So, we'll get here. Sometimes we get thirty below. Um, no summertime, summertime oh, yeah. we get, uh, 85, 90. Um, and, but you know, it's, you know, definitely seasonal of what you're getting on. It's much more wet here. Now you go up to North, you go up to Fairbanks and North of Fairbanks, you could see 70 below. You could see 105 degrees in the summertime. So 105 up there. Yes. So that's nuts. You can see that. I mean, it doesn't mean that it's always that, but right. the, and it's much drier. So it's a much drier heat, much drier, cold, very different feeling, uh, up there when it's 70 below or 70 below is colder than hell. Let's, let's, yeah. but, Do you, can you even go out in that weather? You can, but it's not, I mean, you gotta be really cautious, right. which builds a lot of the community, which is the people take care of each other. I mean, cause if you're having to drive to work at 50 below 40 below, you have survival gear in the back and people watch out for each other. And, and whether you like them or not, you still got to watch out for them. You don't want to, yeah. you want to hurt somebody. What about you now? I, I don't know. That's what? Seattle, isn't it? I don't know. I think that's just northern Seattle, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's wet and rainy. I did my first I got my license there my first week I was here. I was here like two days and my license was every six months. So I happened to be in, in Juneau and I went down there and it was gorgeous, but then it rained and it was that was it. When you when you get a day in Juneau or four days in Juneau, we I was at a soccer tournament six, seven years ago. Uh, helping out and, and we got four days of 80 degree weather in Juneau for a soccer tournament and I was actually worried about the girls actually getting dehydrating, dehydrating. yeah and we it was a big problem four days of 80 85 degrees in Juneau it is the most beautiful place you've ever been that's how they get stuck there they go there at 85 degrees and then it rains the rest of the 361 oh, really? days but it's, it's pretty fun taking out your trash and you, your nose hair is freezing in a, in a 20 foot walk and you're like oh god it's, it, it gets, I mean, it gets cold up here. Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah. Well, you're smart, man. You got two homes. You got a home in Arizona and you got a home here. Yeah. That didn't work out the way I wanted it to, but uh, yeah, I, <laughs> it's, oh, I don't have anything down there actually right oh, now. You no, I, oh, you're I, out of I, the I office. Got booted. Well, I got my office, but yeah, but that's it. That's yeah, where no he sleeps too. Yeah. He's got a couch. 
You know, I was in Girdwood the other day. We did the tram going up and learned, you know, this part is considered a rainforest, man. Did you know that? I did not know that. Girdwood's yeah. a rainforest. Yeah. Girdwood is. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and he told me. I said, "Well, how many inches of snowfall do you?" He said, well, "We might get eight hundred inches, sometimes up to a thousand inches." But he said, "That's really not the key." He said, "In March, you could have an eighty degree day, and the base," he said, "is the key." He said, "The base will come and go real fast." So it's wild. Yeah, thank you. Eight hundred inches of snow. You know, that's. Uh, I stayed at Alieska Resort one night this week, and it, the slopes look super steep. Are they like all black diamonds? So pretty it much. Is, it yeah, is because yeah. uh, like I couldn't get on that. There's no way I could ski down that hill. It's, it's not Pocono skiing. It's for sure. <laughs> it's eighty percent of it is it's not uh, Seven Springs considered <laughs> expert terrain. I think it's eighty yeah. percent. It's one of the problems. When you get up to the yeah. top of the tram and you step off. You still can hike on up another few blocks to get to those chutes that come down. You know, I, I see awesome. that in Telluride where we ski a lot. And you, you got to be a serious skier to take one of those chutes and head straight down. And it, it kept on going all the way to the bottom, you know. Where you came up on the tram, that is the North Face. It's called the North Face. It is the longest, steepest run in North America. Yeah. So Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty serious. And you could see areas where... All the trees on the on the side seem pretty young, and and I asked the lift officer. He says, "Well, you know what? We have a lot of anv- avalanches, and they get they get knocked down every few years, so yeah. the trees never get to full size when you're up there. It's steep up there." So when I went to Homer, totally diverting the conversation, when I went to Homer, I, it seemed like there was a fire. Was there a fire recently? Yeah, a couple a couple years ago. Yeah, four yeah. or five years. Yeah, it seemed like I was going through this area that was just charred. Yeah, there's so, been a couple actually in the last. Four or five years, yeah. Is that Soldatna that got? Yeah, it was um, uh, Funny River and yeah. that whole side, yeah. We saw that up at Telkeetna. There were some areas as we were mm-hmm. getting right into Telkeetna. Now, I think I saw that when I was here four years ago, too. So it may have been old, but it looked like uh, the burned wood, they were pushing it out with bulldozers to, to get rid of it and let the new forest grow back. Yeah. Mm. Wild. Yeah. yeah. Well, guys... You know, we're at wait, that magic wait, moment. Wait, Already? Wait, maybe we can just talk a few more minutes about sure. college football. Oh, absolutely. So who, who are your teams, guys? Who, who do you root for? ASU just won yesterday. Arizona State? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Who do they beat? They beat somebody Washington? they shouldn't have beat. Yeah. Oh, they beat Washington. Yes. I see. I remember said Washington lost. I'm a yeah. Beaver fan. Yeah? Uh, not we knew only, that about not, you, John. Not only, yeah. not only am I a <laughs> Beaver fan, but we know you like Beaver. Beaver. We're trying to talk about football. You know? <laughs> right. Come like, on. We all like Beaver. Come on. What are we talking about? <laughs> Pink, orange. I like it all. <laughs> so now, who did Arizona State play? What are the other teams they played today? They played Washington. Last year. Washington. And they beat I, Washington, yeah. yeah. And uh, we went to, did we go to, uh, we went to, uh, the Cal, uh, I think we went to uh, Southern California. I think we went, yeah, we went like a couple weeks ago. I took my son. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was fun. That's now, cool. It seemed like there was another team they played, too, this year already. ASU? Yeah, they did. And I'm trying to think. They, they stopped them. Their opening game was, oh, University of Arizona. And they destroyed them. Hmm. And then they fired Herm Edwards. Yeah. yeah. You guys are in Alaska. You should be talking about hockey, right? What's hockey? <laughs> yeah. Never been, never I, to I told my kids a made-up sport. It doesn't exist. <laughs> doesn't don't, really don't, exist. don't pretend like you're going to play. Listen, if football's on, like, I'm not even thinking about any other sport. I don't care about baseball, basketball. I just don't he care. He was so panicked today after the talk. He was, he, he was, I walked in the room. He's going, damn it. They won't let me stream <laughs> my game today. You know, the last few minutes are on. I said, well, dude, my team won today. So, uh, so, so I record all of my Buckeye games. I'm, I'm an Ohio State fan. So I record all the games and I can. Did lo- you say Michigan? 
Yeah, yeah, no, I don't even, I don't even know, I don't even know that fucking team up north. Um, that's a D, so, that's so a, I, that's a D four team in Michigan, right? Right, they're Pee Wee League. Um, that's for you, Wetson and Dan. Um, so I, you know, I taped the games, but for some reason, the Wi Fi here won't let me stream my game because they must compete with Xfinity, so I can't watch the fucking game. Anyway, it's not a big deal. So Buckeyes are my fans. So you're a Beaver fan. And you oh, are, I'm you just, like ASU. I like ASU and I've been going with my boy the last couple of years and it's been a lot of fun, but I'm, I'm an Eagle. I'm, I'm more of a, you know, pro, 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 pro. you know, I like yeah, Dude, the, the Eagles, Eagles baby. Great Eagles are just four and bro. They're killing it. Man. My, my boy's going to the game well. by himself tomorrow. Oh, really? they're, they're playing Phoenix tomorrow. And he's just, he's going down by himself. Yeah. Oh, so he, oh, cause they're playing in Phoenix. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's a beautiful stadium. Have you been there? Oh, yeah. Great oh, yeah. yeah. That's a great stadium. I love it there. Well, my state Cowboys won today. Pulled it out. Stilly baby. Stilly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, 31-41, final, final score. Uh, won it probably in the last quarter. It was pretty back and forth throughout the whole game. But my boys pulled it out in the end. And, and your uh, Ohio team won, man. Ohio State won. They won like 49-20 to 20 or some shit like that. So that's good. They won. At, at Michigan State, you know, that's always a tough game on the road. And uh, I'll watch it when I get home. Yeah. Well, at yeah. least you know the outcome. I know when, the you guys, outcome. when are you guys leaving? I, so I leave on Monday morning and I fly to Seattle. I'm driving to Leavenworth uh, just to visit that town because I've always seen it like in pictures and shit and it looks really cool. And then I'm going to drive to Spokane and speak for the WSCA and then I fly home next Friday. Nice. I just dropped off the guy at the airport. Just went back to Leavenworth. Oh yeah. Two guys. Yeah. They just went back there. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I'm going out at midnight tomorrow night. All right. You know, it's it's a, most people don't realize when you when you're flying from Anchorage back home, you get a flight during the middle of the night. Most of the flights leave at like eleven midnight kind yep, of time. One o'clock, uh, yeah. So uh, I guess that's so the airports where you're going to are open up. If not, you'd end up there during the middle of the night. Yeah. So, so I'll be home Monday morning, Monday afternoon, about noon. I guess is when I get back to Tulsa. Cool. Wow. Yeah. It's all right. It's it's all night. It, Hopefully I'll sleep and it'll be over with and I'll wake up in Denver and oh, so stop somewhere. You stop yeah, in Denver. Yeah, yeah. Denver. How long does it take you to get from here to Denver? You know, it's like it, going to Europe yeah. for yeah. us. Literally. No, 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 no. Not, Go not to like Italy. Denver. It's like, it's like uh, 15 hours from Tulsa. For you. Yeah. yeah I'm saying Tulsa. for me on the yeah. East coast, it's like, it's six hours to get to England or, you know, Heathrow. Heathrow is probably even less than six hours. We're, we're three hours to get anywhere. Yeah. yeah. I was going to go to Italy on Monday, but I had to cancel because I've been, you know, I've just been gone for a few weeks because of family stuff. But uh, the yeah. uh, the trip to get here to Italy and then get the bus to go down south to Sicily and do all that was going to take me like three days. So I I, I said no. Ugh. So how do you go from here to Anchor Anchorage to where? I was going to pick up my boy in Phoenix and then go oh, out okay. and go out that way. But and then you, where do you where would you connect from Phoenix? Uh, Rome. 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 Oh yeah. wow, there's a direct flight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was in Sicily last year, bro. Incredible. Loved it. Yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yes, our luggage did not get lost. <laughs> That's great. Well played, Joel. Well played, buddy. <laughs> well, guys, it's been fun. Uh, we've enjoyed doing this. Uh, thank you for inviting Jay and I here. And, and I, I'm sure I'm just to tag along with Jay, but I had a great time doing it, man. You're incredible. Yeah. Yeah, we Thank had a good time doing it. It was a blast. Hope we come back soon and uh, and help you out. See how much further you're down the road with uh, 
the class today, I think everybody was on board with oh, yeah. uh, getting involved in it. So uh, hopefully that'll advance. We can get enough signed up. We can start feeding you guys data back and you can start seeing uh, someone up here got access to the national dashboard. I, I'm sure it was Sherry or Debbie. Yeah. Uh, so they can start looking at that. It may not, we don't have a huge number of docs here, but uh, you can start looking and seeing what all the other states are doing, what's happening nationally. Uh, it's got some pretty amazing data in it to, to set goals and benchmarks for your docs. Fantastic. Yeah, it's super cool. Well, guys, it's been fun, Jay. Blast. Uh, Love this, man. It's been a blast. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. Oh, man, it's a blast. Yeah, dude. I'll see you next week. Yep. Take care. From Dr. Jay Greenstein, I'm Brad Cost. Have a good day. And it's a wrap, boys. How easy was that?